cops used to come around, you know, in my neighborhood. All right, you kids, stop having so much fun. Move along. Oh, they'd arrest me, you know, especially at night. They have a curfew, right? Niggas have to be home by 11, Negroes 12. And you'd be trying to get home, you know, doing your coup runs. <laughs> they always would catch you out in front of a store or something, because you'd be taking shortcuts, right? Cops. <laughs> Put your hands up, black boy. <laughs> I don't wanna hurt nobody. We just came here to party. See a few dames exchange some names. I'm a top shot, the kid stay in your lane. The cop shot the kid, same old same. Pour out a little liquor, champagne for pain. Slap boxing in the street. Crack the hygiene in the heat. Cop cars on the creek. Doing they roundups, we just watch for the sweet. Yeah, it's hotter than July. It's the summer when niggas die. It's the summer when niggas ride. Together we'll be strong, but forever we divide. So y'all are blowing my high. Type of shit that's killing my vibe. White kids are brought it alive. Black kids get hit with like five. Get scared, you panic, you going down. The disadvantages of the brown. How in the hell the parents gonna bury their own kids, not the other way around? Reminds me of Emmett Till. Let's remind him why Cat Nils. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 139 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Blessed to be here. Happy to be here. It's been a it's been an interesting week. It's been a wild week. Wild what? Twenty four to forty eight hours, seventy two hours, and we have some things to discuss today. You want to get a little bit of what I was feeling last week when I didn't do a show. Um, you know I had a lot. Look. It was going to be a big show today. Like I was going to, we had the Bengals new uniforms. We had the UFC this weekend. Um, the, the number changed, NBA playoffs, uh, MVP race. But we're gonna push all that back to Monday. We got other things to discuss. We have other things to discuss. There's other, there's there's bigger things at hand right now. There's bigger things at hand. So I'm not gonna. Hold off much longer. I'm gonna get, I'm just jump right into things. So, the officer Derek Chauvin, who killed and murdered George Floyd in cold blood, he was convicted. the 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 jury, you know, they did what they had to do. They deliberated for ten and a half hours, and the verdict came down to guilty on all charges. Bail was revoked, and the jury got it right. And as of right now, barring any appeal, justice was indeed served. But I'm looking at this and, you know, I'm watching the verdict and I saw it was delivered. You know, it was, it was delivered and it was guilty. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, wow. It happened. It happened. I, and nothing in me told me that it was going to be that go that way. I was already prepared to see the outbreak, to see the aftermath, to see... The, the the demonstrations, the protests, the riots, whatever was going to follow a not guilty verdict. I was already prepared for that mentally. That was I've been mentally preparing myself that for the last year. And for it to come out the opposite way, I, I couldn't believe it. I literally could not believe my eyes, my ears. I couldn't. 
I couldn't. But let me give you an idea of where I was at that time. So I'm in the car on the way on the way to work, and you know my girlfriend's driving. I'm talking to her. I'm looking at my phone like like you know the the verdict's in. They're gonna announce it around four thirty. Like you know I'm talking to her. And I'm like you know what it's it's crazy how when these verdicts come down when these trials you know they always happen when it's nice outside. Like the they, the bad news always gets delivered when it's nice outside. Like none of these trials happen in the winter time. Like they know people are gonna be outside. They want that's what they want, right? I'm always that's always been my thing. I've always noticed that. Like yo, nobody gonna go outside when it's negative two degrees outside. But yeah, let's deliver this not guilty on this cool seventy five degree sunny day and out of cloud in sight and let them go act the ass outside. But that's so that was where I was at heading around. Three, four, almost four o'clock. That's where my mind was. So I'm shaking already. So I get to work. I work at Planet Fitness. And, you know, my area, you know, I live in a black neighborhood, but it's, you know, next to my my area is diverse. But at the time in the gym, it was a lot of. Of people who didn't look like me I'll say there was a lot of white people in the gym At this like uh, Around me And I was just like Looking at this you know The screens all over the gym And I'm looking at the screens I'm just like What are they thinking right now What's going through their minds And what do they think is going through mine How do they think I'm going to react If this goal is not guilty So my heart's racing I'm shaking I'm starting to sweat and I get to pacing And I kept making eye contact with this one lady And she had said something That caught my attention Before um, she got on the treadmill She was talking to somebody And I was looking at the TV of course She was like yeah they're about to do the verdict um, So you know I don't know Something about her screaming I was just like Like it's a big deal To her it's really not like it's not like whether Derek Chauvin was gonna be guilty or innocent really didn't affect her completely. Like it affects me. It affects us everybody in different ways, black or white, or you know whatever you are. It affects everybody in different ways. But to the the, the, the dynamic that I was in at that time, I just was like, what are these people around me thinking right now? So the verdict gets delivered And this one um, You know a couple ladies are clapping You know they're taking pictures of the screens And I'm just like Really? We got it? Like for real? Everything in me was just saying It was going to go the wrong way I, I couldn't believe it I'm telling you, I'm 22 years old And I've been watching this play out Over and over again Since Trayvon Martin I've been seeing this movie many times I've seen these episodes play out Over and over again I was genuinely surprised That they got him Especially with how short The deliberation was I couldn't believe it So You know I check social media You know everybody's You know Celebrating Happy But there's a couple people thinking, Thinking like me 
This was literally a drop in the ocean. We down 41 nothing and just scored a garbage time touchdown. I celebrated for a few minutes. I did. And then two hours later, the Ohio police killed 15-year-old Micaiah Bryant. Fam, we can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. We can't even breathe a sigh of relief. So when I saw the Raiders post, I can breathe. I'm like, who? Who was breathing? Because I'm not. I'm not. So when the verdict was read, all I could do was cry. Literally, all I could do was cry. Because, wow, we finally got one. Then, boom, we have to start all over again. Because while still dealing with the death of Dante Wright in the back of our minds, of course, something else happens. So I ask again, who can breathe? Who can breathe when my people's breaths are being taken away from them damn near every day? Who's breathing? Who's breathing? I don't know. I don't know. But as far as the tweet goes from the Raiders, it pissed me off. It pissed me off because how dare you? How dare y'all? But we've seen this before. Pandering, lack of diversity, whatever the case may be. It, It was sick to watch them keep the tweet up, pin it, Double down, triple down, quadruple down Like yo, this is how we feel We not deleting it We we had the support from the top We letting it, We this is how we letting it rock So when people brought, you know To the attention of The Raiders organization about how New York police Wore I can breathe shirts In response to the I can't breathe uh, Movement after they murdered Eric Gardner Still didn't phase them Oh we didn't know about that But we not deleting the tweet And this is a Raiders organization Who has been so progressive Very progressive In the past Under Al Davis and such You know in Oakland It's just like So for them to do something like this It was very surprising to me It raised my eyebrows I couldn't I, I couldn't put them down So once again I ask Who can breathe Who can breathe How can you breathe When there is so much going on In this country right now Who can breathe I can barely breathe Does this not get sick sick Are y'all not tired of this Are y'all not tired I know y'all are You gotta be You gotta be tired I haven't even looked Into what happened in Ohio I couldn't I don't have the mental capacity For it You know when you run out of storage on your phone Or you run out of storage On your Playstation I've run out of storage My memory is full My memory is full of the Michael Browns, the Trayvon Martins, the Freddie Grays, the Sandra Blands. My memory is full. I can't put any more on me. 
I had a buddy of mine. He watched the video. He saw what happened. He DM'd me yesterday morning with how he felt about it. He asked me how I felt. I told him I didn't have anything to say. Because I, I just thought I can't. And it looked as though he wasn't siding with the officer, but he kind it was more like he had understanding. He understood why the officer took precaution, took, you know, those measures. I will never be on the side of that. I can't. I can't bring myself to that. Because putting four holes in the body of a 15-year-old girl will never be okay with me. I don't give a damn if she had Optimus Prime's cannon on her. Bro, no. I don't care if she had a machete. You don't put four holes in a 15-year-old girl. Oh, she had a knife. Oh. There, I can bring, I can pull up so many different videos of people whose skin aren't brown with weapons attacking the police. And they live to tell that story. They live to tell that story. So I don't want to hear that. Fam, we can't carry weapons. We can't. Reach for our IDs We can't reach for our license and registration We can't sleep in our own beds We can't go to the store We can't even ride bikes We can't ride bikes They ask these kids for a bike license When the hell have you had a bike license? That's another thing Y'all don't understand People do not understand The the way this weighs on on you mentally I ride my bike everywhere I don't drive I ride I ride my bike At nighttime, I say a prayer before I leave My job I always pray for my protection Always But it's not like You know I'm worried I, I, I fear no man with God I don't, I don't have fear in my heart But in the back of my mind I'm riding home I always make sure my lights are as bright as possible Because you know I don't want to get pulled over for anything So to see people We can't ride bikes That resonated with me on a different level So we can't ride bikes We can't do nothing We can't even call the police to help us Can't even do that so I will never side With the officer And say oh Maybe he did do the right thing Putting four holes in a little girl Will never be the right thing When you have a taser Or if you're going to shoot something Shoot four in the air It would have settled everybody down I don't understand I don't I don't understand So When you see the LeBron tweet He tweeted out a picture of the officer Who had been confirmed That he was indeed the officer who killed Who who fired the shots he Tweeted you're next with uh, I believe the, top, the clock emoji I mean the uh, The sand clock emoji I, th- I believe it was hashtag accountability right 
Republican, ignorant Twitter that you know that side of Twitter took that and ran with it. They took it as us. He was inciting violence. Oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> wow. I was wondering why LeBron was trending, and of course, you know, I clicked, I clicked his name, and it was nothing but tweets. You know, they was calling him stupid. Oh, he's an idiot. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. All substitute words. Because we all know what they wanted to call They wanted to call him a nigga. You know that. I'm not here to sugarcoat nothing for y'all. I've never been that type. I've never been that guy. I've never been that guy. I've been doing this for almost three years now. I've never held my tongue for anybody. If you don't like what I say, you don't like how I say it, you don't like you don't like that I talk about this stuff. You don't have to listen. You don't, and that's a fact. So they was calling him every name in the book, and one name they still called him was King James. I thought that was funny. So you know LeBron, they he didn't do nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Literally did nothing wrong. Literally did nothing wrong. They had more energy for him than a cop that killed a 15-year-old girl. They had more energy for him than Brett Favre. Oh, we're gonna get the Brett Favre's old ass. Don't worry, we're gonna get he next. But Braun did nothing wrong. So y'all can let it go. I'm mad he deleted the tweet, honestly. Shouldn't have deleted the tweet. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Shouldn't have deleted the tweet. He said what he said, and he meant it. He meant it. He meant it. And and then don't y'all ever question LeBron's credibility or LeBron's. Come on, man. Until y'all build a school for y'all community for y'all kids, I don't. Y'all, it's really nothing y'all can say. LeBron has done more for the community than anybody who's sending tweets from their mother's basement. Come on, let's be real here. Let's be real here. Come on. Come on. Come on. So as for Brett Favre, let's get to him. Let's get to him. Because he he was on my list a couple weeks ago. Brett been on my list. When we talk about Packers quarterbacks, I only know Brett I only know Bart Starr and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know who Brett Favre is. He played for the Vikings, right? Played for the Jets, right? Yeah, that's that's who I know Brett Favre as. The Wrangler dude, right? Oh, okay. That's him. First of all, y'all got to stop asking for this man's opinions on things that have absolutely nothing to do with him. Nothing. I can't remember, never in my 22 years of life have I ever saw anything and said, damn, I wonder what Brett Favre got to say about this. Never. Never. I've never wondered what Brett Favre's opinion on anything was. Outside or inside of football I really don't care what Brett Favre has to say Quite frankly First it was He wants the politics out of sports Now it's Derek Chauvin didn't mean to kill George Floyd Let's break this down Let's attack this In two parts Let's get one thing straight Advocation for the lives of black people It's not political. BLM stands for Black Lives Matter. 
not Biden's life matters. It's it's never been political. It's it's literally never been about politics. Literally. I thank Colin Kaepernick for taking that knee because all it did was pull the sheets off a lot of heads. That's it. Five years later, and people are still showing their true clan like colors. Still are. That's all that's all it has done. It was always there. The energy was always there. They just needed a reason to bring it out. And and, and, and that was the reason for. It. I'm tired of old out of touch white men telling black athletes how to feel about what's happening in their community to their people. And Brett, if you want to get nasty, let's get nasty. Didn't you intentionally send your old man balls to a Jets reporter unprovoked? So if anybody knows about intent, it should be you, Brent. If you want to go there, if you want to talk about what's intentional, what what was intentional, who meant to do what? You you should know. You intentionally did that. So when you talk, so nobody had, you know, the people who were mad at LeBron weren't mad at Brett Favre. I can guarantee you that right now. I don't understand, man. That's why I was so upset at Drew Brees. We talked about Drew Brees a couple times. Eh? I'm not going to go in on Drew again. He's retired. Happy for him. C- congratulations on that. But that's why I was so upset at him. Drew Brees playing. For him to play in the city of New Orleans. And to be so. Dense. When it came to this subject. Just really rubbed me the wrong way. Like dog. Your whole team is black. Your city is black. And this how you really. This how you feel. You know. So, it doesn't surprise me, man, when these dudes talk about stuff like this. And and it's always the same thing, you know? It, it don't surprise me. So, that's where when we talk about athletes using their platforms, don't even have to be black athletes. We talk about white athletes or athletes who aren't from this country who still ride for us and ride for, you know, the cause. When they use their platforms, we already know about, you know, the shut up and dribble. We know, we know about that. People don't want to hear that. That's obvious. They don't want to hear, you know, things that they they don't they don't necessarily agree with or or they don't want that in sports. You know, sports should be separate from things, blah blah blah. blah. But when has sports not been you know, when have it been completely separated? When? We can go back all the way back to the 50s. Civil rights movement. Muhammad Ali. You know, these guys are on the front line. Jim Brown. These guys, athletes have been on the front lines of this stuff for decades. For decades. It's nothing new. I think what's the difference is, of course... You know, we're in the social media world now. And we see everything. Everything is happening in real time. So to see LeBron tweet 
athletes tweet about this in real time. Even, look, I'm looking at WWE superstars, Bailey, Sami Zayn, they're all tweeting about the verdict the other day. Seeing athletes tweet about this stuff in real time compared to, you know, seeing a newspaper interview uh, two weeks after they said it or a press conference a week ago. You know what I mean? It's different. It's also different in a sense where we see these athletes' lives. We know how lavish they live. We know where they are. We you know, we, we know these things. And people will always try to throw that back at them. Oh, you make millions. Oh, you live here. Oh, you don't even see this. This doesn't affect you. But they didn't always have that. They didn't always have that. They're coming from communities. That are high, the same type of communities that are highlighted on TV today. They know this stuff. You have to understand this. These these are humans before they're pro athletes. They're humans before they're celebrities. They're humans before they become the rich entertainers that we know today. They didn't always have this. So that argument there is just trash. It's flawed. It's old. It's tired. Don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that. Athletes have every right to use their platform. To do whatever they want to do with it. And if these athletes want to advocate for the lives of black people, who are y'all to tell them not to do that? Who are y'all to tell them to keep it separate? Seriously, who are you? Who are y'all to say that? Outside of a a Twitter page, a Facebook post, an Instagram post. What water does your opinion hold in the grand scheme of things? What what water do your hateful words hold in the grand scheme of things? They don't hold nothing. They mean nothing. These athletes have influence. They have impact. They make impact. When LeBron says jump, we jump. They jump. So, don't tell athletes. Tired of y'all telling. I've been saying this for three years. You cannot tell these athletes what to do with their platforms and what they should talk about and and when they should talk about it. Y'all tried to do that to Cap. Oh, okay, it's okay. You know, you can protest, but just don't do it here. Um, you 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 can you can bring up the conversation, but just just don't do it here. If not there, then where? Where? I'm in front of millions of people. I got millions of eyes on me. Bunch of people watching this game, or me, or or, or me on the sideline, me on the on the uh, court side. They see me. I'm going to do this here. Don't try to make these statements minuscule when they should be amplified. That's all I'm saying. Now, 
I don't see myself going for another 30 minutes. I think I hit most of the points that I wanted to hit. Let me make sure. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Olympics, and then I'm going to get y'all out of here. But I, I just, you know, I just really, really wanted to take some time to talk about this. Being as though, you know, I didn't feel like talking about it last week or the week before, whenever that was. Still don't. But, you know, I took, it was an opportunity. We, You know, the week we had, why not? Why not? So let's talk about what's going on with the Olympics. So let me read this expert um, excerpt from this article. Athletes who decide to take a knee or raise their fist in protest at the 2020 um, Summer Olympics in Tokyo will be punished. On Wednesday, the International Olympic Committee revealed that the protest ban will be in place with athletes when athletes are inside stadiums, at ceremonies, and on podiums. The IOC's Rule 50 condemns any form of demonstration or political, religious, or racial propaganda in Olympic venues. In addition, the Olympic governing body uh, came to the conclusion that the ban would remain in place following consolation with athletes. IOC's Athletes Commission uh, Chief uh, Kirsty Conventry recently reviewed the rule and said the majority of athletes consulted were against any form of protest within the uh, Olympic Games. I w- she says, I would not want something to distract my competition, distract from my competition and take away from that. That is how I still feel today, Conventry said during an online presentation regarding Rule 50. So let's talk about this. Let's unpack, unpack this. The Olympics might literally be the biggest political event out there. Like, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Let's come on. Let's be real. It does not get no more political than countries fighting for sports supremacy, flying their flags at ceremonies. They're wearing their flags in their events. They're in their stripes. They're in their their respective flag. Come on. It don't get more political than that. Come on, man. What do you call this is this really what we're doing? Is the of all the things that could be punished, this is where we where we draw the lines? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. So for them to do this is it's laughable. You can't you can't laugh, not laugh at this. It's it's hilarious. I honestly hope every athlete takes a knee at some point. Cause what y'all gonna do? Spank them? Y'all gonna y'all gonna give them a beating? I I don't do that. What y'all gonna do? You gonna take the medals? You gonna ban them from competition? Come on, man. You know she says she doesn't want anything to take away from the competition, and I promise it won't. I promise it won't because the world is great at multitasking. There is so much going on in this country alone. And we still find time to allow sports to entertain us. But we are still in the middle of a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. A global pandemic. And we're still going to hold the Olympic Games. A global pandemic. There's still NBA. Soccer. Basketball. Oh, I said NBA. MLB. Um, hockey. We can multitask. 
if we can do that, we can still be, we can still raise our fists and take our knees at the Olympic Games. We can still have statements and enjoy the games. It won't take away from our promise. We can multitask, man. We can do everything at once. This is nothing but a cop out when I see the plot. Ben, Ben did that. Ben seen that. Been seen that. Been seen that. But yeah, man, that's it. That's all I got for y'all this week, man. That's episode one thirty nine. I just wanted to keep it short and sweet. Hit my points that I wanted to. I didn't want to draw it out any longer than it had to be. I just, you know, this is where my head was at. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm not in a bad space mentally. I'm not. I'm not. I feel like I was in a clear enough space today, this week, to to articulate how I felt about what's going on in the world right now. And I, that's all I wanted to give to y'all. I didn't want to give an hour. Y'all don't. Y'all didn't need another hour of this, man. I wanted to keep it short and sweet. Monday we back to regular business, but I had to get some things off my chest today. All right. Um. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you continue to listen to each episode, man. Go back and listen to uh, this earlier. This what was that episode one thirty eight? Go listen to that. Of course, listen to this. Like, share, retweet, subscribe. Um, all that good stuff, man. Enjoy the sports this weekend. I know some games on. We got UFC two sixty one this Saturday night. Um, we'll be back on Monday, man, to talk about some things. We'll talk about the Bengals' new ugly uniforms. Why I hate the NFL's number change, man. I got some things to talk about, man. I'm upset about that. I am. I am. Uh, man, shout out to Stadium Scene TV, man. Thank you guys for bearing with me and continue to listen and support me. I see you. I love you guys. Appreciate it. And for the, oh, yeah, and look at this. We out of the 130s into the 140s next week, man. How about that? Um, So, for the 139th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.